0: Comic fam, at the table, really special day. Hit the subscribe button, slap the like button. I have this poster here, and it's really cool. It's Robin, and a lot of you are going to recognize this because you're going to see that it's a modern take of the character, but it is definitely doing George Perez and Marf Wolfman like justice here because the character design was redone. And I'm sitting on the mic today with the person responsible, John Boy Myers. How you doing?
1: Hey, what's up, Tom? How are you guys
0: doing? Super pumped, man. We're going to have a fun show for the comic fam today. Um, make sure to comment down below. It'll enter you to win this awesome poster signed by John Boy. Ooh. Now, John Boy, <laughs> you, you did a bunch of stuff for... The comic industry over this last decade heck we can get into masters of the universe team tie ends you revamping so much heck I have your action figure on my shelf right now. I can see that Robin right there
1: oh wow that's crazy
0: but I want to chat with you about this because we teamed up this month to do a TMNT yes. exclusive now this right here is the first TMNT exclusive I've ever done so this is a big moment for me. But this was also your first TMNT exclusive. My first TMNT
1: cover ever. ever. And also, this is the first time the TMNT logo has ever been vertical on a comic book. They've never done that before. They did that for us. So uh, this this is definitely, it's not just a cool cover and it's super exclusive, but it's also a first for the logo sitting on its side. So it's uh, it's pretty dope. I wish we could have gotten the X-Men logo on that instead, but it's, it's for branding. They have to like put a new trademark in and all this stuff. So I'm sure they won't do that for us, but uh, man, it looks nice.
0: It looks comic fam. You guys are going to be excited to get this in your September mystery mail call box. Everybody's getting one version of this cover. You have this uh, color version as well as a black and white version, and it's all randomized. And I wanted to take this opportunity to chat with you, John boy, about the, Process, the creative process. And let's sure. take them back to the beginning. Because when I told you that I had a couple different franchises we could, you know, right. dive into, I mentioned Power Rangers. I mentioned a couple others. But when I said TMNT, I felt like your ears perked up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we, we were talking on Instagram, I think we were talking about potential stuff, and you're like, Hey, I'm doing all this stuff. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And you're like, Hey, I've got a couple things. I was like, Power Rangers, like, eh. You're like, well, I've got this. I'm working with the Turtles folks. Would you be interested? I'm like, oh, I do. Absolutely. And I think we briefly talked about a couple ideas because for me, it's important to, as an artist, to deliver something to you that, one, you want, two, that you know you could actually sell because there's nothing worse for a retailer to get a cover. You're excited about doing a cover and you're in, you're like, well, what is this? I can't sell this. <laughs> so you want to make sure that there's, there's open line of communication where you can deliver something that the retailer feels good about that they know they could sell that their members or their uh, customers will actually, actually want and be happy to get. So, uh, and I think we talked about a couple of team shots and you're like, well, you know, just, you were actually really cool about it. You're like, just do whatever you want. I was like, well, what do you think? And just like, just make it really cool. Just something that people get excited about. So I was like, and I think we had talked about some homage covers too. So I thought, okay, well let me, cause I don't normally do homage stuff, but I was like, okay, well, let me let me mess around with a couple designs. And I, I think I did four designs, like I think three team ones, and then one where it's just Raphael kind of like running, kind of like the uh, uh, X-Men, was it 173? Was it Correct,
0: 173?
1: yeah, Paul Smith. Yeah. So uh, send it to IDW, and then, of course, they let you pick which one. And then you're like, oh, dude, it's the Raphael, of course, hands down. So I was like, oh, right on. And then we got got to work. And then I think later on in the process, we talked about maybe – because the original has Wolverine and Rogue in the background. And the way we set it up on the cover with the vertical logo, but then you have that this size coming down in the shot. So if we added April O'Neil in there, which I think we I'd you a couple of mock-ups with April in it, which would look cool, but I'd have to scale her up more to read so she didn't look like she shrunk or has shrinking powers. Um, it just it just wasn't working because every time I try to put it in, there's some weird cropping with his leg or with the side. I didn't want to cut her off, but then she just felt small because there's nothing to ground her in the back. So um, I think we ultimately decided like, hey, look, man, we should just cut April because we put her in. It's just it's not going to look right. People are gonna, like, it's cool, but they're like, there's something awful about it. So, um, but I put some mousers, destroyed mousers in the back to kind of give it a little bit more of a like kind of perspective feel you can feel like okay he's actually coming more towards you through some blood in the background and voila cover done
0: Well, it came out wonderfully, and I think a part of the process that may surprise a lot of the members is just how many takes, different uh, renditions of the cover that you made prior to figuring out what that final was going to be like. I mean, heck, there are over six different designs that I was looking at just to consider before even realizing that we were going to go with this particular turtle. Now. Mm Um, The first thing I wanted to mention, because I want to talk about the homage conversation for sure. Um, But the first thing I want to mention is, you know, when you picked Raphael to go on this cover, he was the only turtle in the prelims that you picked out from the team. I want to know why Raphael. I love Raphael. He is kind of like the team powerhouse,
1: the team badass. And I think I was a huge Raphael fan from the first movie. You guys
0: must be studying the uh, bridge
1: book of ninja fighting. Because the movie kind of opens up with Raphael getting beat up by Casey Jones. He's yelling, damn, damn. you know, and it made such an impression on me as a kid. And he's one of my favorite characters from the cartoon, too. So uh, it was kind of natural. After that, is like Mike is a close second. So... Because he's kind of like the polar opposite, where Raph is kind of the serious Wolverine character. Mikey is more kind of like the fun-loving, kind of hey hippie dude, what's up, man. Loose <laughs> me by a mile. But we had a couple of those with Mike in there too, kind of front and center a little bit, where he's on the skateboard. Like, ah. who who knows? If you do more turtle ones, maybe we can always work those into like later on covers. So that'd be kind of cool.
0: So one thing that I definitely avoid doing because I've been you know, doing a handful of these exclusives over the months and we were doing a lot more going forward. And if any member wants to get their hands on a TMNT exclusive, you only have until September 15th to join the Mystery Mail Call. Every member is guaranteed a version. I avoid homage conversations. I don't want to ask the artist to do another artist rendition unless they bring it to me. And my experience you know, dealing with these exclusives that most artists don't, you know, they don't really want to do homages. And I understand that you actually presented the idea. So when I saw that as one of the options, I was like, Oh, I got to go all in. If he's willing to do it, uh, I got to let him do it. Yeah. Like the idea
1: of it was just to do something that kind of had that same feel that kind of captures that, but not be a one for one. I think homage covers are really great to do. I just feel like they're a bit overdone and a lot of the ones that are getting overdone, I feel like are just, Total traceovers of the original artist's work, which I'm just kind of like, ah, guys, like, you know, there's that fine line. You want to kind of do it in the same vein as that, where it has certain similar beats, but not be a one for one, because it's kind of a, you know, I, I I met a lot of these artists where they get homaged, and they're just like, why don't they just ask me to do it? Because like I'm the original artist. I'm like, yeah, they should, right?
0: Oh, like, that's a good point.
1: In my work, so I, I I felt bad. I'm just like, you know what? We should just. If I do do them, I want to do something in that same vein, but kind of where it feels like it and it's paying tribute to, that's what homage does, or it's just not one for one. You know? Well,
0: I appreciate so. you putting at the very bottom, it does say John Boy, and then it also says after PMS. So right. you, you did it right there. Not every artist does that. I, I think most guys do, like who do homages, but a lot of guys don't, you know, um,
1: I don't know why that just became a thing now where like, but I, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations about homage covers with a lot of people and I understand the 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 idea of wanting to do it because people are just fans of like, you know, the Spider-Man 300 cover has been done to death and I'm just like, man, you know, what more can you do with that cover, man, that Todd McFarlane hasn't already done himself like five or six times, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, I just, but I understand people collect just for that cover, which From a sales point of view, as a retailer, it makes sense. You want to give your customers something that they're familiar with, so they'll buy. Which, which I get. For me, though, I'm just like, let's do something that that feels like that, but is something badass that is something totally exclusive to you. That like it's in that same vein, but not the same vein. You know what I mean? Because it makes it a little bit more special, I think. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, something that you mentioned that really made this special for me. You know, I purposefully didn't take this to a. Uh, undressed or virgin variant because this logo on here is a milestone for the franchise. I mean, this is the first time we're seeing a vertical logo on there. And I was pleasantly surprised that when you started this project that you were hitting me with ideas like that like you were looking beyond just all right how cool of a turtles can i do because obviously that's a must but you were looking for ways to make this just extra you know what's extra spice can we throw on this to you know impress the collectors and it was like the first thing you thought of
1: well, yeah, I think it's important, like, for for retailers when you're doing stuff, like, to try to do covers that aren't normally out on the stands. And I like to mess with the design of stuff. You can try to work the, the logo into part of the image so it kind of feels like it's foundational to the image a little bit. So, I mean, I think all the ones that I did, they're all vertical sideways logos, the first four I think I sent you, even IDW. And they're like, well, we got to talk to Nickelodeon about this because no one's ever done this. I'm like, well, since it's a retailer cover, you know, it's its its own thing. It's not really on the stands. Can we get away with that? And they're like, uh, it shouldn't be a problem. But let me ask. Like, we'll just ask. I was like, oh, great. Because um, it gives you a first, but also it kind of gives people who collect turtles, this is something totally different. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, it's a retailer thing. So you really want it to be, this is your thing. You really want it to be special. And if we can do things to kind of help goose sales up and saying this is a first on this, this is a first on that, I think it's. For me, I'm always like, you know, let's make sure the retailer can make money off of this because it's, you know, you're buying is you're paying for the art. And also, you know, on top of that, you're also paying for print, shipping, all this stuff. There's, you just, it's, you're just one cover, bad cover away from like, oh, okay, we can't do this anymore because, you know, so you want to make sure you don't want to be that weak link in the chain. You want to be that guy who's going to deliver for you guys. You know what I mean? Because I would never, I would feel horrible if I you know, set you a cover that is less than something, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I'm scared to put my name on it or just ashamed of it. You know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna do that. You, you really don't. You wanna deliver all the time. You want consistency, which is really important. So, yeah.
0: It was a big deal getting this logo approved. Like, we have to go through not just IDW. A lot of people may be surprised. We have to go through the IP holder. You know, we went through Nickelodeon. And yes, you mentioned we were gunning for that X-Men logo, you know? And I was all about going for the most we could for this. And it did look good. In Comic Family, you get to see it. It's not going to happen. Nickelodeon is not about to step on Marvel's toes, but we definitely tried.
1: This was a big deal for them to do that. And I think just for you, like, your your first turtle book out the gate... It's kind of nice to say, hey, look, we were the first, you know, to do this. And it kind of adds, makes that something a little bit more special, you know? I mean, especially for collectors, you're like, hey, you know, there's only X amount of copies of this and it's sideways logo, baby, that's it. So this is, you know, come get it.
0: Well, when you brought it up, I would, you know, typically when I'm, you know, doing my part in this, in this role here, I'm hearing what the artists are requesting. And then I'm trying to figure out through the publisher and franchise holder, what th- we can get away with. And then I'm seeing you just jump into it. Hey, I'm hoping to make this happen. I'm hoping to make this logo look like this and y- you got it done. And I don't know how you did it. I also am curious, like, how did you make a, a, a double cover, like error variant of the year, Venom 27? Like, like, I was looking through mine. I'm like, was John Boy going to hook it up? Like, what's going on here? But there's no. There's no... Yeah.
1: Like, I actually secretly paid off the publishers over at Marvel to like,
0: man, do this double cover for me. And really, <laughs> uh... No, no, no. How did that go down? I got to bring it up while I'm on the mic. Uh, so
1: I think the official count from uh, Big Time Collectibles, as Diamond told them, it was about Five hundred and eighty-two to five hundred and eighty-four. So, copies actually made it out.
0: Um, and, and for anybody who doesn't who doesn't know, Venom twenty-seven, gorgeous cover. You did a couple variants. It was a store exclusive, and somehow, not only did they go out to other stores that didn't purchase it, there were error variants of the issue, and they did a double cover.
1: Right. It was wrapped. It
0: was supposed to be
1: the Ryan Stegman black and white one in one hundred cover. So those were already starting to ship out. And by the time Marvel had caught the mistake, the publisher, they had already printed, I think, the full thousand run uh, of that. So they had to pulp, the remaining ones, the ones that did get out, they asked for retailers to, to send back, which, come on, no one's going to send that back. No
0: yeah, they went out quick, man. They're going for over a grand at 9.8. Oh,
1: that's so weird, man. You know, It makes me wish that I had a couple copies. Just, I think for me, the kind of losers were were in this uh, to a certain extent were big time collectibles in slab city because that delayed their book because Marvel had to go to press just for those covers again um, and they just got their books I think like last week so they just started shipping out on those and they had to you know do refunds for a couple of people so you know those guys had to lose money which as a retailer I hate seeing retailers lose money on stuff because. You Know this is this is nickels and dimes, here That you know, everything counts, you know, especially in COVID. And I, I didn't, I really did not want to see them have to take a hit over that. I mean, it's really great and exciting that this thing happened, but it really didn't benefit them too much because their customers had a way. And there's a lot of people who were upset about it. And and you know, they try to explain, like, yeah, hey, this is not our fault, but you know, you know how it is. You've been on that end where people don't care, they want their books now. And if well, why do they have that book? And I don't, They're like, well, I don't know, I'm not, I didn't. You know, it's like, what are you going to do, right?
0: Absolutely. I think that it's nice that you brought it back to the retailer and even yourself too, because like comps are a big deal, you know, making sure that the artists and creators are getting, you know, their work that they, that they made. And although the collector's market is freaking out, and as I mentioned, variant error of the year, I'm calling it here. um, it's, It's very exciting to see so many collectors being not just reintroduced but introduced to you for the first time because since you came on the scene um doing marvel exclusives um and of course all your dc exclusives and now you know you have a couple more marvel ones coming up i believe maybe you can chat about those people are excited
1: man i think since covid started i've done like 10 different the variant covers 10 or 11 counting yours almost maybe 12 or 13 Um, I've done ones for Valiant now. I've done ones, I think I've done three for Boom. I've done two for DC. I think I've done four or five for Marvel. One of the good things about the error variant was that, hey, you know, I had other people reach out and say, hey, can you do our variant too? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that's great. I don't know if people are thinking like, yeah, maybe we'll get lightning, get an air variant on that too. Yeah, Uh, could lightning strike twice?
0: (laughs) Well, before I let you go, John Boy, I got to ask, what's the status of Princess Dragon Killer? Because you brought this to Kickstarter last year. The sketchbook sold out. Everyone's excited about this independent run that you're bringing. What's going on?
1: I'm still working on it, guys. Like, I want to make sure the book is done even before it's solicited. So uh, I don't want it to be, if I decide to do a Kickstarter thing, I want to be able to just have it ready to go and ship out. Um, I don't want people to wait for three or four months because I think a lot of Kickstarters that are actually going on right now, I think once they end, like the exception of Brian Paluto's, Paluto's stuff is always, he told me to get stuff in the can before you Kickstarter. So when, when it's done, you can start shipping out. And I think that's a great model. I don't want people to wait. So um, it's either going to end up as a, a Kickstarter thing or it's going to end up probably hopefully, I hope fingers crossed that image, Uh, as a monthly hopefully by next year so uh i'm actually working on my last couple covers so i'm trying to like block in time again to wrap up princess dragon i just got tons of like offers to use variant covers and i'm just like oh man they're like hey do you want to do a death metal robin king cover and i'm just like yeah i don't not want to do that yeah but i'm like (laughs) what's a robin king i was like what what's robin king they're like you don't know what robin king is i was like no that's a robin king right and they're like oh they sent me all this stuff they told me all this like i got a whole earful and asked my buddy who works at the shop and he's just like oh this thing is so crazy it, it was like five hundred dollars even before it <laughs> came out and i'm like what i was like, like so Damian wayne they're like no it's bruce wayne i was like <laughs> how can bruce king be robin i don't understand it like i don't i don't but i'm sure someone will explain it to me so i guess but. you're
0: doing it it sounds like
1: yeah, I'm I'm working on it right now. Should be done. I think it'll be out in October. From I think
0: uh, Frankie's
1: Frankie's comics. So. Oh heck
0: yeah! Frankie's does some awesome variants.
1: Oh god, those guys are crazy. Oh, like every retailer has a really cool variant. Post COVID, it just kind of exploded, right? Like uh, everyone's doing covers, and I'm kind of scared though. It's like I'm afraid that market's going to implode because there's too many variants, but. I don't know. As long as you've got a good uh, audience who will buy, I think it's okay. You know?
0: well, well, I think if artists continue to kind of following your footsteps, bring in unique aspects to the cover, taking a little bit more time, a little bit more planning, the variant market is in safe hands. John Boy Myers, thank you so much for teaming up on our first TMNT exclusive. I'm and- super
1: excited, man. Thank you for having me, Tom. This has been great. we got to do more, man. Got to do more Turtles. I think you need to do a Ronin cover is what you need to do.
0: Oh, and since you brought it up, last Ronin's coming. Who's your pick? I want to say Raphael, just because he's the revenge
1: type. But it could be the Dark Horse Magic, which would be Mikey, which is totally like this thing happened to his family, and he just went totally, totally dark on you. You know, you never know. So, Or, you know, it could be an amalgam of all of them. Ooh. Maybe they're all more Something happened, they got merged into one super turtle. Who knows?
0: I've been throwing this on the mic here and there. You know, what if they don't tell us? I, I think that's actually the the way to go. And people do not like that prediction. No way. That would
1: be awesome because you're always left wondering who is the Ronin. Because everybody's mutated in this new world, this new future. So that actually would make sense to not do it. Don't spoil it. You're like like, let it be. We don't know who it is. You know what I mean? Ooh. That actually adds more mystery and it makes it more, you're more involved in the story because then it's not, you're not wrapped up on your preconceived notions of like, well, oh, this is Mikey. So he's going to break out the nunchucks any second here. Yeah. Don't give them what they want. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Comic fam. Who do you think is the last Ronan? What's your favorite John Boy Myers variant? Let me know in the comment section below. and to you to win this awesome Robin poster signed by John Boy Myers and As always. Everybody out there, please geek responsibly. Nuff. Said, comic fam, go over to Instagram, link in the description and go check out John Boy, 007, 007. Give him a follow. He mentioned that he would be down to maybe come back on the mic. That maybe he'll bring some giveaways for the comic fam. Go give him some love. Go let him know that you saw him on the show and maybe he'll do it. Maybe he's already committed to doing it.